wonder, Jennifer, what's your routine for your workday? Do, do you have some sort of set one? Well, um, I, I have a couple of things that come up. Like uh, I don't schedule meetings before 9 a.m. because that's the time that I schedule with my family. I actually saw an interview recently with uh, Jeff Bezos where he said he doesn't schedule meetings before 10 a.m. He calls this his puttering time. Oh, I like that. I, I could use some puttering time. Mm-hmm. Can't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, I started habitually creating a, a weekly time budget pretty early on in my academic career when I had hours of writing ahead of me. And I, I just I really had to set boundaries around the day to, to figure out what was most important to get done that week. Otherwise, I'd go on these binges where I'd write for 12 or 14 hours at a time. And that task binging work style is, it's just not sustainable for the long haul, not for me at least. And, um, and it really uh, can give this sense of everything uh, slipping and sliding out from underneath you. That's so true. So weekly time budget for your work from home, WTB for your WFH. Woohoo. Yes. Okay. Um, but the last pit, uh, bit that you said is is a little bit different, but it makes a lot of sense. And I, I just want to come back to it. Um, by com- committing to a weekly time budget, we get some more control over the day when it stops and starts. We create those needed guardrails and boundaries. We can plan when we want to do those tasks. And so this enables us to have a little bit more control when we feel like we don't have any control at all. But you also said that you decide what is most important to do. Uh, our weekly time budget helps us with our ruthless prioritization, making sure that the important things and not just the urgent ones get done. Yeah, I, I guess I did say that. Um, yeah, you did. I, I, I have to prioritize because as someone else has said, you know, the shit don't fit, <laughs> meaning... <laughs> that there are only 24 hours in a day and all that I'm supposed to do does not fit in that inconvenient truth that there are only 24 hours in a day. So true. So when deciding what is important and setting aside time to do those tasks, I'm ranking my tasks. I'm making sure that the things I spend my precious little time on are really aligned with my goals, with my values. So yes, we can set boundaries with a time budget, but we also implicitly enable ourselves to act and work intentionally against what is critical to complete. This makes sense, but I think people might want to know a little bit more how this works in practice other than me, you know, not uh, scheduling things before 9 a.m. So how can we manage the technology aspect here? Because it's easy to say at the beginning of the week that, you know, 10 a.m. on Thursday, I'll be focusing on preparing a presentation and I won't be able to for uh, available for anything else, but those stupid notifications keep bing bonging. Oh, you mean the email, text, Slack, reality, everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And whether you have a time budget set up or not, we know that being connected all the time, you know, plugged in responding to every notification ping or buzz that actually can diminish our performance, right? Or diminish our ability to do our jobs. So pretty soon we need a break to unplug, both to do our other tasks and to just have a literal break. 
we need a break so that we can be present during the other times. And that's, that's exactly it. And there, this may be surprising to some people, but there is work outside of email, text, Slack, and whatever that needs to get done. I would like to point out, though, that we can actually use technology to our advantage here. Don't you use something that shuts down notifications or something with your email? Oh, sure. I have. Uh, I use uh, basically email pause. Oh, yeah. um, I've also used Boomerang to actually literally close down my email for periods of time. Um, and I do it because then I can say, oh, I'm just doing writing right now. And it just gives me a little bit better way to just live into that intentionality we were talking about before, where you decided now is heads down time. Mm -hmm. um, and I can remind myself, yes, I'm going to spend two hours doing this. And no, I'm not going to respond to email. But I know once I get this done, I will be free. I will be unburdened, if you will, then to respond to those emails or texts that have come in afterwards. So that um, because I'll know how I have gotten the other urgent but or important, perhaps not urgent, items done. Um, I also realized that most... Um, most, uh, whether it's text applications or applications on your computers, also allow you to just turn off notifications for a while if you want to do that for an hour or for the rest of the day, depending upon what you what you need. Yeah, I, I usually just turn off almost all of my notifications. And then if I really need to concentrate, I just turn off the sound or all of notifications yeah, completely. But I've also heard about um, a few other apps like uh, Rescue Time, Focus Keeper, uh, Toggly, or no, Toggle and Timely. So there's a couple different options out there. So by intentionally deciding what, when, and how to get the work done, we appropriately prioritize that work over the noise from all of those notifications. All right. Okay. I, there's something I want to add. Yeah. It's routines. Don't be afraid of routines. All right, so just for the folks keeping along at home here, this is point number three then about right. the good news, right? But aren't routines boring? Yeah, well, sometimes. But actually, yeah, they're nice in terms of being able to rid yourself of mind clutter. So you can actually think about things that matter. Wait, wait, so you're talking about like how Steve Jobs would wear a black turtleneck sweater every day? Or, um, or President Obama apparently had the same suit and he didn't, he didn't want, or shirts, he didn't want to have to spend energy, mental energy on making yeah. a decision about what to wear. And, and I'm not saying that all of us should go that far, but here's a stupid example. Work with me. When I started commuting to work eons ago, um, every now and then I would stop and get coffee. And this was a splurge. And on the days that I didn't, I would actually waste mental energy thinking about whether I should or shouldn't get the coffee. It was ridiculous. I'd be like, okay, should I take this route or the other? Do I have time? Um, is there going to be traffic? Is there going to be a line? It was stressful. And then one day I realized that I really wish that I'd stop. It was a really rough day. And I re really wish that I'd stopped and got the coffee because at least I would have one good thing at work. Obviously, this is not my uh, ideal job. But anyway, so I, I, you know, I just thought, gosh, I wish I had just taken the time and just done it. And I realized, wait a second, why do I agonize over this small decision every day? I should just make it part of my morning routine. And if I plan to do it, I wouldn't stress out about it and waste time figuring it out. Right. So the routines 
end up settling us in some ways, right? Yeah. You, you, you don't, it's, so it's the, it's the energy, but it's also the expectation and not adding to all of the other stuff, tasks that we have to do. Right. So that means to me that this is, there's a personal care element here, you know, sleep habits, nutrition, exercise, movement of any kind, spending time outside. We can include those in our routines and they can all help us retain or, or regain equanimity or that sense of balance, right? Yes, that, yeah. They, they help us avoid that slipping feeling. <laughs> so you want to be sure that you have a routine that then reduces some of this uh, mind clutter, I think is what you talked about. <laughs> yeah. But also includes things that fill up your tank. You know, if that coffee was important for making sure you had one good thing in the day, that fills up your tank rather than draining it. So here again, though we want to choose and be intentional, we choose time for these kinds of priorities as well and put them in the time budget. It's so true. It's so true. And personal care must be prioritized because no one else is going to do it for you. Nobody else is going to take care of you. So things like spiritual exercises, you know, meditation, prayer, reading sacred text, mindfulness, just getting out into nature, whatever it is that you need. You know, my husband and I go for a walk every morning, rain or shine. And I forgot the part where we remind everyone to hang out and hang on to their important friends and family. And that last bit about you and your husband going for a walk is, is what triggered that for me, right? Yeah. So keep in mind that, we, we, you know, yes, meditation, exercise, time in nature, all wonderful. But think also about, is there a favorite way that you stay connected with your peeps, whoever they are, wherever they are, especially if you're not in the office on a regular basis. And if some of your posse is there, you got to make sure that you're, you're maintaining connection to them. Yeah. I add it to my time budget. I'm not kidding. Oh, stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. Um, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up. With the disappearance of the old or familiar boundaries, those guardrails, between work and home, many of us feel overwhelmed and exhausted. And what we're suggesting is that you can create a time budget on a weekly basis where you can intentionally prioritize when, where, and how you'll do your work. You you can manage your communications technology, right? To uh, reduce some of that noise while you're attending to those things you've decided are priorities. And you can also make sure that you have time to care for yourself in a myriad of ways. So our time budget then builds a boundary to protect us from being overrun by work demands. Nice. And Jennifer's take, three things that you need to help you with WFH. Ruthless prioritizations, time budgets, and routines to build guardrails to help you from staying in line and help you from not going over the edge. All right. Let's not go over the edge. Let's not go over the edge. Thank you all for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode of The Mac Mac and Wooly Show. Show.